Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad you've joined us. My name is John Rennes, and with me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. And of course, we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Esther chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. That's Esther chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. But before we read the passage, let's open in a word of prayer. And Jim, would you open us, please? Sure. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon our lives. We thank you for your love and for your grace and for all you've done for us. We thank you that, um, that you do protect us, that you do keep your hand upon us, even in the most difficult times. And so we pray, Lord, that you'd bless us now. Pray that you'd help us as we open your word. May we uh, learn something uh, from you today that will impact our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Esther chapter 4, beginning in verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Today, we want you to understand that you're alive for such a time as this. And to get us started, uh, we're going to answer the question, or we're at least going to try to answer the question, have you ever been in the right place at just the right time, or... Have you ever been in the wrong place at just the wrong time? So, anybody got an answer? When I was a student at Bethel College, I had a morning classes and evening classes, and so I had this whole afternoon open. So my roommate and I decided to go across the street, town and country, at Sandy's Drive-In, which is now Arby's area. But um, they didn't hire girls in those days to work at the fast foods. And so we convinced the manager that we could work over the noon hour. And so we both got jobs and were spoiled rotten by all the guys that worked there. And the guy behind the grill happened to be a man named Jim Bear. And the rest is history. So I'd say that was the right place at the right time. For me, if not for you. Yeah, we uh, we started a journey several years ago um, from our church in Twelve Mile, Indiana. Uh, we kind of stepped out of that, the right, and all these type of things, and we knew God was calling us on. We just didn't know for what, and we ended up at a church called Gospel Center Missionary Church. And the reason it was the right place at the right time because that's when Baby Zeke came into our life. And it was, we had literally said, God, we are done with the adoption process. We feel like you've just called us on to Gospel Center, and we're just going to move on and, and, you know, live life and do our thing. And lo and behold, uh, God brought little Zeke into our lives, um, who we just finalized our adoption yesterday. So, Yay, congratulations. Um, yeah, absolutely. So God brought us to Gospel Center. I'm not, 
Now, I'm not saying Gospel Center is the right place for everything, but it was the right place at the right time for us. I was, uh, I was on the 15th of February one year I was, as I was a teacher. Um, this, I asked people what had happened to them on Valentine's Day, and this little girl said, I got this big sucker for Valentine's Day, and I'm going to eat it at lunchtime today. And so for some reason, I didn't go down to the teacher's lounge that day. I ate lunch in my room and graded papers or something like that. But halfway through recess, it was right after lunch, um, I saw this little girl coming running up the hill, and she had a panicked look on her face. And so um, I knew right away what had happened. So I ran around. I ran out of my classroom, through the kitchen, out, uh, jumped a fence, and I reached her as she was turning a nice, um, deadly shade of blue because she was choking on that sucker. And I gave her about three uh, yanks on the Heimlich maneuver, and that sucker popped out of her mouth. And um, she just started crying, so I carried her into the, to the uh, school. And um, about four or five years later, when her, I mean, it would have been six years later, when her, uh, she graduated from high school, her grandfather came up and thanked me for saving her life. So I think that was the right place at the right time. I think I came up with a story. Um, I know there's been a lot of, of places where I've been the right place at the right time, but the one that comes to mind now is when I was a teenager, um, my parents had this, uh, and I'm going to be vague for some confidentiality purposes, but my parents had this place that they wanted me to go to, and I was being a stubborn teenager, and I said, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds boring. Don't want to go. Um, and they talked me into it, and I went and uh, not only was that the place where I met my husband for the first time, but it was also the place where I met um, a friend who is now the biological mother of one of my sons. And just how God brought all that together, I had no idea, you know, 12 years ago or however long ago it was, that saying yes to my parents would bring so much good into my life. And I know I, I won't go into all the details because I've shared this story at least in uh, in church services before. But like when we moved here, and we were looking for a house, and the house we wanted to buy, I saw it online. It was for sale, but when I called the realtor, they're like, "It's already been purchased. It was that was months ago, and there is an agreement on it and all." And um, our realtor had us looking at a house across the street, and that house it needed some work. It wasn't hadn't been kept up properly, and it wasn't what we were looking for. And I said, the real house we wanted is that one across the street over there. And the realtor said, "If well, I told the other realtor that if anything ever happens with that house, that that's the house you'd like. He said, so maybe we'll hear something. And as we walked out of the one house, her phone rang, and it was that other realtor saying, you know, that house just fell through, and <laughs> it's, um, it's back on the market, and you can walk across the street and go through it right now and make an offer if you want it tonight. And so that's how it happened. So um, sometimes you're at, at the right place at the right time. And that's part of the lesson in this story in Esther. Um, it's a well-known verse there in chapter 4 where it says, um, who knows but that you've been brought to this position for such a time as this. And real quick, um, our listeners may not know the story of Esther. Jim, you've covered that story before. Can you give them the, uh, the two-minute synopsis of Esther's story so they can set this little verse in context? Sure. The, king's, uh, the king was kind of conceited. He ca called his wife, and he wanted to show her off uh, how beautiful she was, and she said she wasn't going to come in there 
to be paraded before all these people. And so uh, he um, got rid of her. And he went out and had a, a, a beauty pageant for another wife. And he wanted to find somebody. And um, it just so happened that Mordecai suggested that Esther go in and uh, try out for this beauty pageant to become the new queen. And she won it. And so uh, um, Mordecai came along with Esther, kind of. And, and, and the second in command uh, under the king was a guy named Haman. And Haman was just a nasty dude. And uh, so he, um, he wanted everybody to bow down to him, and everybody did, except Mordecai. He said, I'm not bowing down to you. I only bow down to God. And so Haman got upset, and Haman wanted to kill not just Mordecai, but all the Jews. And, um, and so Mordecai said, Esther, you got to go to the king and talk to him about this. But it wasn't really a good idea because if you walked in to talk to the king without being invited to talk to the king, then then you could be killed yourself. And so Mordecai said, no, Esther, you got to do this. And so that's, what, that's where we enter this story right here. He says um, in, the pre, in the preceding uh, paragraph, they, he, uh, Esther explains this. And uh, so that's where Mordecai comes with this idea. Well, maybe you've come to this royal position for such a time as this to go in and talk to the king. Yeah, and I think sometimes we read Esther's story and we think she was born for such a time as this, but the fact is every one of our lives isn't by mistake. I mean, God has planned for each one of us. We're alive at the right place at the right time in history, and that's even true for us during these coronavirus days as things start to reopen, and uh, we are alive for such a time as this. And I'm just curious, would you have any words of encouragement to people as we encourage them to realize that they are alive right now for such a time as this. In this passage, we see what happened. They said, well, what we're going to do before she goes in is we're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to go before God, and um, we're going to fast and pray and, and ask God's blessing on it. And so we should be doing that all the time. But even in this time, um, I know that there's been, just among the staff here, there's been a lot of prayer about the restarting of, uh, our, of our church services. And so um, prayer is always a good thing to, um, to precede anything that we're going to do. Yeah, I just, you know, I think that awareness that your life isn't a mistake. Um, I think it's Psalm 139 that talks about how every day of your life is written in God's book, how he knows all the hairs on your head, something to that effect, which he must know me very well because I don't have very many hairs on my head. But all that to say is that, you know, God is moving all around us and he is doing things behind the scenes. And I think if we pray and we we're faithful to be looking for him, we end up seeing a, a lot more of his work than we do, we do if we just go about our lives and not be aware of that. So I think any time that we, we pause and give the day to the Lord and just say, Lord, show me what you're doing today, you'd be surprised at what you see him do throughout your day. Uh, one verse in this passage that I really like is verse 14 um, at the beginning where it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And I like that because... Um, I mean, I think that's true for a lot of us. Like, God doesn't need us to get his purpose done. 
But if he can use us for that, if we are at um, a time and place for such a time as this, like what an honor it is to be used by God. Um, and I think if we look at it that way, rather than looking at it at situations with fear or what if I mess it up, just remember God knows what he's doing and he can use you. And I just, that's encouragement to me. I've also heard of families that realize how much they're having time together now that they never had before because dad wasn't hardly around and all those things. And so even though we have issues and problems with being quarantined, there's also some good things that are happening with families, I feel. And we want to encourage our listeners today that they realize that they're alive today, this day, for such a time as this. And that I think sometimes we need a podcast or we need a Mordecai who, uh, who reminds us that uh, we're not here by accident. We are here for God to use us for his glory during these times and these days. So be blessed today and know that you're alive for such a time as this. <laughs>